I use a medicinal vaporizer. I grind up the cannabis flower. Connor's morning routine involves taking a rather unusual medicine. It blows really hot air through it into a bag and then I just take it through the bag. He's vaping cannabis. I was diagnosed with Tourette's when I was 13. It was farmyard animal noises. A very shrill noise, like almost like the, the noise a, a fire alarm makes when it's out of battery. Sorry, my, my anxiety is starting to build up again. For years, he's been on regular pharmaceutical drugs, but he says nothing has worked for him until now. Every medication that, that they've been able to give me, some of them sort of work, but they, they made me a, into basically a zombie. Connor gets his cannabis from a private clinic. I spoke to my doctor and he said that he didn't want to refer me, so I went and referred myself. I went and looked at the clinics. The 2018 law change means patients can be prescribed what's called whole plant cannabis, which contains CBD and the psychoactive ingredient THC, you know, the stuff that can make you high. In the last five years, private clinics have handed out 140,000 prescriptions. But hardly anyone can get it on the NHS. In fact, fewer than five patients have been given it. The government told us it's important to carefully review evidence on unlicensed cannabis-based treatments to ensure they are proved safe and effective before they can be considered for rollout on the NHS more widely. But whilst the NHS drags its feet, entrepreneurs have stepped in. Our investigation led us down a dusty country road in southern Portugal to this farm. So this is what a thousand cannabis plants looks like. These batches here are growing for the clinics in the UK. Ewan used to grow fruit, but he swapped berries for buds. If you were to look down from the moon and think, where should you grow medicinal cannabis? The Algarve in Portugal would stand out as having the right mix of, of temperature, humidity, and, and more importantly, masses of sunlight. This is where the magic happens. Journalists haven't been allowed in here before. It's more of a lab than a farm. People often think that you can, you can get some sense of high from the smell, but you, you can't. Every plant has a barcode and um, we record the history of, of every plant so we know where it is in the facility and what the history of that plant is. It's harvest time. We're producing something that's going to go to people who are medically ill, so we must make sure that we grow very uniform crops, very consistent crops and very safe crops. This year, the farm will produce two tonnes of medical cannabis. In five years, that's expected to be 20 tonnes. Where I hope this industry is going to be in 10 years' time is that you'll be able to stand there and I'll be able to say that this row is a strain for bowel cancer, that row is a strain for epilepsy. But we've got a lot of work to do as an industry to, to get to that point. But for patients like Connor, there's a catch. He can't work due to his Tourette's, and because it's privately prescribed, he pays hundreds of pounds a month for the drug. It's about £300 a month. We are going through our savings. I'm hoping that soon I'll be able to work and maybe be able to manage it, because that's the only way if it doesn't become available in HS. I've seen the stigma surrounding cannabis reduce massively, so that's really good, but I'm disappointed that the pace of change hasn't been faster. Connor says his cannabis is, for the first time, helping him get on with his life.
Initially it made me very high, but after a few days of taking it, it's a mild buzz at most. But Tourette's, it's something I dreamed of as a kid, you know, taking a small pill and it would just disappear. And now I have it, basically.